Hello everybody, welcome back to Shamrock Social. I am your host, Shamrock. And a couple weeks ago, we talked about this. We talked about doing this exact episode and today we're doing it. We're talking about the epic prank that cost my senior class their graduation. This was something that was caught by Google satellite images and was on, just lived in internet infamy for years. Like this was, something that now seems like an urban legend but i i assure you <laughs> it really happened and uh if you missed our previous talk of high school pranks when we talked with dave swillam a couple weeks ago about how he in his senior year someone created a burn book emulating the mean girls movie essentially and caused all sorts of chaos in their school that was an incredible episode go back and listen to it but we're not talking about that episode we're talking about today's episode now, and we're starting that right now. We're diving right into this right away. Let's do it. Man, so just to kind of like paint you guys a picture of what senior year was like, for me, I was at the point where I didn't even want to be there. I'm going to be honest with you. So I wasn't involved in a lot of what happened with this prank. I actually wasn't involved in any of what happened with this prank. Why am I saying I wasn't involved in a lot of what happened? Because <laughs> I didn't know as much as what was going on as much as nobody else did, really. But, I mean, we're talking, like, my senior year, I, my problem was our school was huge. It covered three counties. And of those three counties, normally in a lot of those small towns, all those small towns would have their own individual high school. Ours stopped at primary school and like the junior highs. After that, we had one high school, which was to like accommodate three counties. It was insane. So as you could imagine, classroom sizes at that time were super high. Like it wasn't uncommon to have nearly 30 to 40 people in one class. Like that to me was ridiculous. And it led to, for me, being a horrible learning environment because there was too many people, it was too crowded. You know, I couldn't really, I had troubles focusing. So I would often get myself in trouble anyway. I would do something to get myself in in-school suspension because I thought, you know, when I got in-school suspension, they sequestered you with a group of other students who were also in in-school suspension. But it was like maybe a group of eight or nine and uh, you got sequestered and you had Complete, basically, you kind of almost sat in silence, essentially. Although there was some talk time, you know, about every hour they had, like, five minutes. It was actually, it was super, it was probably way more lenient than it should have been because we were supposed to not be talking at all. But anyway, uh, I actually rather enjoyed those moments because it helped me focus. It helped me get my work done. So it was the most weird thing that I was able to, like, the weirdest thing that I was able to have these amazing grades my senior year, but be constantly getting in trouble. So it was like, how is that a thing? And that was me senior year. I just didn't want to be there. I wanted to get out of there. You know, I wasn't, I really didn't have like a click or anything exactly. I kind of, I was in drama club and I was cool with the band geeks. And, you know, I was on the wrestling team for a little bit, but that also did not work out because I couldn't stop getting into trouble. And I, I attempted to also, again, do, like, track and field. But, again, because I couldn't keep myself out of trouble in school, you know, they, that's one of the things they look at. Like, if you're in in-school suspension, you can't be on, like, the sports teams. 
So that kind of sucked, but you know, it was what it was. So how does that play into the prank and all these things? Well, it really doesn't. It just kind of gives you an overview of how I was as a student at the time. And it kind of helps put this into perspective a little bit more as what it's like for the average student in that school. So I'm hoping by me describing my experience, you guys could relate to this story a bit more. Anyway, that's the goal. Whether or not that's how that happens, who knows? So we had like... I'll get right into this. We had an assembly in the beginning of the year where they're like talking about, you know, they take the group photo for the yearbook, like the class, the senior class. And they do it like, it was so corny because they do it in like the shape of the year you're graduating. So they have everyone stand in a line to make it look like a number from an aerial shot, which is just kind of like the dumbest looking thing ever. When you actually see the yearbook photo, you literally just see a bunch of, like, people... It's like a weird top-down angle. It just... It don't make sense. It doesn't... You can't really see anyone's faces. I don't know what the point of that was. But anyway, that's how they did the photos. It was an, At that assembly, they announced, okay, well, graduation's going to be, like, normal. It's going to be on the football field. And that's a big thing, you know. In school, having graduation be in your football field is a huge thing because... A lot of early on in the year, a lot of times people are spending a lot of times at those football games. That's where people are hanging out with their friends. That's where, you know, my friends were because they were in the band. And, you know, I'm there to support them. And, you know, we're all between intermissions when they're not doing anything. You know, we're all hanging out. And it's like, it's the ideal place to be. And homecoming is the big thing. You associate so many memories early on in your, like, first semester of high school or quarter, whatever they call it, you know, that that's, it just seems so fitting that that's the ideal place to have a graduation. Now, here is where things went south and went downhill. So at that particular assembly... There were whisperings of what that year's senior prank would be. And, you know, of course, the popular kids are the ones who are talking about it. Because they're got to be the ones who are going to execute it. It's always like the homecoming king and queen. or Those are like the people behind this. Like, they're like the ones who are like, you know, like, oh yeah, we're going to do this. I'm not saying in this particular instance they were. Because I literally, to this day, still have no idea who is responsible for this prank. And the funny thing is, I actually reached out to so many people in my graduating class, which is one of the reasons this episode took as long as it did to come out, because I wanted someone to come on the show and talk about it. However, lo and behold, nobody to this day wants to claim ownership. And I mean, I'm sure there's probably some some reasons for that. I mean, you know, it... Uh, because of how everything happened, I guess, you know, maybe they don't want to be associated with that anymore. So it's maybe it's better that people don't know who it was kind of thing. And, you know, but I don't know. I just tried, I was like, I was trying to reach out to everybody, see if anyone knew who was responsible, like get them to talk about what the motivation was behind it and how they even pulled that, this damn thing off. Cause it's, it's really quite impressive if you think about it. 
But anyway, so there was rum. Not to get too far off point, there was rumblings of what the senior prank should be by you know your stereotypical people who would be talking about this kind of very thing. And you know, none of it was like as extreme as what ended up happening, which I'm about to get into. And uh, it was just like it was all like very nonsensical, like uh, you know something pouring pudding on someone or something like. There was all sorts of, like, really nonsensical, stupid things that weren't really all that funny. But, like, you know, they were typical for the scenario. So it wasn't going to be anything big. There was not going to be any, like, big moment. It was just going to be, like, a forgettable prank that, like, nobody paid mind to. And be like, oh, that's funny looking back. You know, like, 10 years later, 15 years later, we look back at that and be like, that was so silly, but that was so pathetic. Well, apparently... Not so pathetic. And uh, the biggest distraction for me this whole time, and why I didn't pay much attention to a lot of what was going on for this prank, was because they announced that prom was going to be on my birthday. So I was all like, oh, wow, that's so weird. This is such a monumental birthday for me, and here, prom is my birthday. And uh, so I'm not hearing any rumblings of, like, what's going on with... uh, people talking about the prank or what other things they should be doing and I'm so distracted by that well lo and behold what ends up happening I don't know how to say this but at some point in time over the next couple weeks a bunch of students break into the football field Sometime overnight when, you know, all the lights are off and everything and uh, I guess they jump the fence and at this time they were using legitimate grass on the field. They didn't have that astroturf or whatever they're using these days. Because of what happened now with this prank, they had to replace it with astroturf. This was the last year they used grass. And here's why. Because if you don't know the prank, if you don't know what had happened, someone took herbicide, you know, basically weed killer, and in the shape of, let's just say, I don't know how to say this word appropriately for a podcast, but in the shape of a male reproductive organ... They carved with herbicide in that football field. That shape, huge, mind you, also (laughs) in final form, if you know what I mean. And uh, you can Google this. This is, you can literally Google this football field and this prank, and you will see exactly what had happened. And, okay, that's okay that that happened. No big deal, it's just funny, it's just a little, it's a little phallic joke that, you know, we can't play a football game that weekend, because they have to now cut the grass. No harm done. Well, so we thought there was no harm done. Only surprise, surprise, the moment, like the next day or sometime before that even gets cleaned up, 
like the school is just not really they don't even know how to clean this up actually because it's like how do you how do you clear out a herbicide made phallic symbol <laughs> in the middle of a football field like <laughs> do you cut around that like how do you clean that up Anyway, so I think the school's answer was to try to use more herbicide on top of that to erase it. So now there's a big blotch or what looks like a sensor bar essentially over this phallic symbol in the football field. And they're like, well, I guess it's good enough. No, it was not good enough because what ended up happening right after they did that, satellite imagery for Google Street View decides at this time, mind you, these only up these photos from Satellite Street View. At that time, we were not at a place where we had the technology we have now, where it's updating more often. This was something that updated maybe once every three or four years. So they took new photos that next day. They took new photos of the imagery. Now, how long that actually took to update on Google... That's another one, because when they take them, they didn't, at that time, they didn't update right away. But lo and behold, shortly after, sometime, I don't know, this was weeks had gone by. I don't know the exact time frame. It wasn't like the next day kind of thing. It was weeks that had gone by. And uh, nobody really made a peep about it. You know, it was just kind of, initially it was funny because it was like, oh, okay, well, I think the initial thing was, the football game we had scheduled that weekend or something had ended up being played at the opposing team's field due to a technical malfunction with our field or something, how they described it, which was ridiculous because I guess they didn't want to say, oh, there's a phallic symbol in the middle of the field and we don't want people to see it. Uh, I guess that was the, the better way of saying, uh, you know, technical malfunction with the field. So I just remember at one point, Ward gets around, oh my god, there's a giant you-know-what in the football field on Google Images, on Google Google Satellite View. This wasn't here a few weeks ago, and now it is! So now it's etched in time, it's etched in history, and this is not going to update for the next four years. For the next four years, when someone searches our football field, in Google, they're going to see a giant you-know-what in the middle of a football field. <laughs> oh my god, this prank went from being, like, just so stupid and silly to being, like, the stuff of legends or something. So no wonder nobody wants to claim ownership to this, because this was, like, yes, it was epic, but it was epic for the wrong reasons. <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, but when the superintendent of the school found out, this is when stuff hits the fan. The first thing they do is they now they find out about this. I don't know if they ever found out who did it because nobody at that time also was taking credit for it. Uh... It was one of those things, I guess, I think I my thought behind it is I guess they didn't want to get like a vandalism type of charge associated with them or something. You know what I mean? Like, because 
uh, even though they would be technically juveniles, it was at the, that, that cusp where it's like, I'm, you know, here's a teenager about to turn 18. Uh, this could be a charge that messes up with their college. So I could kind of see why people didn't want to really speak up and be like, yeah, this was, uh, this was, this was who did this. And I still am completely oblivious to who did this, you know, and I really wish I knew because if I did, I would, with their permission, be like, hey, you want to come on this podcast and talk about it? So if you're actually listening to this episode and you're responsible, I welcome you to come on and then see what you remember from this and what was the motivation behind it. I don't expect that to happen, but hey, if it does, we have another episode that we can get out of this. It's going to be amazing. So think about it. But that aside, superintendent, yeah, finds out, loses his crap. So he doesn't know who does it. He's calling, like, his list of suspects into the office, I guess. And it's just like, of course it, you know, starts with the football team. And then nobody on the football team, you know, claims ownership. And then I guess there was, I don't know, I guess he had his whole list or, or people he thought it might be based off of what other students were saying. But anyway, since no one came forward with it, his resolution was, well, you guys aren't getting your graduation this year. You're not having a graduation ceremony, and now your prom's at risk. If we don't find out who did this, you guys won't be graduating. You guys will not be having a prom. And I was like, well, I wasn't going to prom anyway, so it don't matter to me. Because <laughs> I was more at that time into the clubbing scene, and I was all like, oh, I want to go clubbing on my birthday instead of going to prom. I think that's what I ended up trying to decide between. But this came down to it, man, and it was just they were at the point where nobody was coming up to that. Nobody was owning that. And now we're not having a graduation and we're not having a prom. To a lot of students, that was a big deal. They were, so many people were so upset about it in the sense that it was bringing some people to tears because prom for some people is like a rite of passage. Like that's your next step into adulthood. Like you're no longer a kid and you're becoming an adult. And this is like your last, you know, milestone before graduation. And it's a big deal to a lot of people. So, you know, people were getting pissed off. People were talking. There were people that were going to the office and trying to accuse certain people of doing the prank. And then I don't know if, like, you know, any of those people got questioned or what happened. And uh, me, who never really paid attention much, I was too busy in in in-school suspension half the time. I wouldn't even know... Uh, how to get to the football field because I particularly I mean I would know how to get to the football field but I wouldn't know how to get in to the football field if the gate's not open you know I don't know the alternate ways in I don't know the ins and outs of the football field so like I wouldn't have known and I would have been if if the gate was locked my ass ain't going to jump a fence so that was like for me I was rolled out because I'm lazy. So that was just a a thing. Some time goes by and uh, still nobody, nobody's speaking up. Nobody, they can't figure out who did it. And uh, so the next course of action is they say, yeah, it's official. 
you guys aren't having a graduation and you guys are not having a prom. So they take those things away. This makes the other students now retaliate. More students retaliate. One student particularly weren't even, in, I think, weren't even involved in the first prank. Apparently overnight, a bunch of students got together and they got some, like, plastic forks. And I'm talking, like, 10,000 plastic forks, if not more. And uh, they break almost, in a lot of them, they break the little pieces off. You know, the like if it's like a three-prong plastic fork, they break off the other two prongs, leaving the middle one. Kind of, almost... Do you see where they're going with this? So they stick, take out about 10,000 of these forks. It could have been more. It could have been 50,000. It was a lot. They put them all throughout the landscaping of the school. So in the mulch, in the bushes, in the grass, wherever they can fit these forks, and they space them apart to a point where they have them all lined up going down, you know, up and down every possible walkway. So they put a lot of effort into this particular prank and it was their way of saying, now wait for it, fork you, you screwed us out of our graduation. <sighs> Big sigh on that one. The reason I was particularly annoyed with that one was, okay, that sending a message to the school but now you're just punishing the groundskeeper. Like you're punishing someone else whose job has nothing to do with them taking away graduation, has nothing to do with them taking away prom. You know, I get what the th idea is behind it, but you're going about it the wrong way. And so that all that had to do was probably anger whoever had to do maintenance or who was in charge of groundskeeping. And they had to clean that all up. <laughs> like, I didn't understand that one. I didn't understand how that was supposed to. But I guess that was the catalyst in, in turning things around. Because shortly after that happened, you know, the school, I don't know if they caved in or if they caught the people who were initially responsible for the first prank. Because that information never became public. So that, to this day, I still don't know. But for whatever reason, the school had a change of heart. So prom was then back on, and then they came up with a solution. So we said, fork them. Now they say, oh, fork you guys. Guess what? You have your graduation. It's not going to be in the football field, you know, which is important to a lot of people. But we have a big enough parking lot, and we're going to rent some chairs, and you guys are going to graduate in the parking lot. <laughs> so that was their solution. To essentially be like, well, since you guys can't, you know, since you guys don't want to treat our field correctly and you want to charm a giant, you know what, in the field, you guys can graduate in a parking lot. Oh my god. That, oh, that, that pissed off. That pissed off the rest of everybody at that point. You know, it's like, and it started a new tradition that, Every year since then, they actually had kept graduating in the parking lot. So not only did that screw that year's graduating class, that screwed future generations of graduating classes, which I think to this day, they are actually still graduating in the goddamn parking lot. It's so crazy. But yeah, that's the crazy story of what had happened with the... Uh, 
uh, you know, prom ended up, of course, being back on. And then graduation went as planned in a parking lot. Although I didn't go to graduation because at that point I was just about... For me, I... I got to the point where I was working on my graduation project and I, I got that done. And then when I got that done, it was more or less for me. I just really wanted to focus on the last couple of months of school and just get it done. Cause I didn't want to, I didn't want to repeat the grade and be there again. I felt that was a possible thing that was going to happen. And I just, I wasn't ready for that. I didn't want to do that. I just wanted to be out of there. So I focused heavily on, you know, myself and, not being concerned with all the shenanigans that were happening between all these pranks and everything. But I ended up graduating, but not in the parking lot. I ended up picking up my diploma, you know, several months later and shook the principal's hand and was all like, you know, all classy about it. But, uh, yeah, it just, uh, long story short, it was a time that I don't think we could have expected it to go that way. I don't think, had you asked anybody in the senior class that year that that was going to happen and all that would... And this photo, this Street View photo, literally, until, and it, was four, it was four years that stayed online. And uh, <laughs> I can't imagine, I can't imagine, you know, it, I, I just, I can't imagine that happening today. Actually, I can't even imagining because the Google streetcars and their their satellite images. I I don't know if there's a publicly available schedule for when these things happen. I think they just do them now, and uh, it's crazy. But it is what it is, and it cost us our graduation for a bit. It almost cost us our prom, and it it actually changed the landscape of the way the school does things. And it it's crazy to think uh, a a little a little a little herbicide is uh, what changed years decades tradition and flipped it upside down and kind of made a really crappy new tradition wow it's crazy i don't know it's just it, it blows my mind is all but yeah i had to get this story out i thought it was hilarious you know the school didn't think it was hilarious and uh obviously but uh looking back on it now it's it's hilarious but at the time it was it was chaotic and actually quite a bit of controversy with it so and uh, if anybody you know from my school from my graduating class if uh you know if you guys if you guys are out there and you were the ones who did the prank i still want to hear from you we can discuss this and uh I'd love to talk about it. I think it'd still be, uh, I think there'd have to be a disclaimer that comes with this episode for it, but I would love to talk about it and, uh, and we can, it could be an entertaining story for future generations. So let's make it happen. But anyway, guys, I'm rambling. So thank you so much for listening to Shamrock Social this week. We are going to be back with regular episodes. I got to go through some contacts. There's some interviews coming up. There's so much coming up with this show so much and uh actually i have so many other things to talk about and uh we're talking about in the upcoming weeks well you know what i i'll keep you guys on your toes let's just leave that back have a great guy <laughs> have a great weekend guys and thank you again for checking out shamrock social and as always keep chatting <laughs>